Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to yet another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man Fifty Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Oh yeah, brother. Let me tell you something right now on the Two Nine Till Infinity Podcast, live and in your motherfucking ears, brother. Yes, sir. We're back and we're in the building, my friend. Three episodes in a row now where I'm actually in the studio. I'm proud of both of us knowing the way our lives are and the way things have been going on. The fact that this is happening right now is impressive to me. I'm going to hey, let me give us both a round of applause you, right now. We, it was very hard for me to get moving and get to the studio. Today. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but for you, buddy, I'll do it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for waking up and walking in here. It's awesome. The best part of waking up is what? <laughs> Now, don't leave the me podcast hanging. in my cup. There you go. I like it. Yes, sir. I don't like Folgers. Yes, I like coffee. it is definitely. Yeah, me either. I'm not a. Well, we've discussed that. We're not coffee drinkers. So give me a give me a Pepsi Zero or Coke Zero any day. That's how I get my caffeine. Hey, bada boom, bada bang. It okay, also kills lab rats, but hey, we won't talk about that. It's okay. It's hey, okay. Hey, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were like, "Hey, what's your last name?" And I was like, "Bittner." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I could have swore it was something Italian." Okay. And I was like, why? She's like, I don't know. Do you like talk Italian sometimes? Or maybe I think you're Italian. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, do you want to call me Bittner Leone? Yeah. <laughs> Don Bittner Leone, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. Not too bad. I just got flew in and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> Nice. A dad joke and a De Niro impression or a mobster impression all in one shot. That's that's the way to do it, man. I'm a talented man. You are do, <laughs> doing double duty on that one. Yeah. But yeah, no, so it's good oh, to double duty. <laughs> he said duty. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're getting We've silly. Got a full circle. Listen, hey man, before we get too derailed, the last two weeks, 
you have said that you had stories to trell. To trell? I trell them out. Yeah, let's trell. Let's trell it all day. You've had some stories to tell about your travels. Stories to tell about your travels for your job. And the last two weeks, I have derailed the podcast with uh, talks of relationships and talks of uh, your job. So now I am uh, giving you the floor and giving you your time to uh, regale us with a, a story or two, my friend. Uh, let me just tell you, first and foremost, let me just tell you that they were quality derails. Yeah. Oh, two. Because there's a difference between derailing and yes, like slowly yeah. losing our focus and yeah. derailing with a, which turned into two amazing episodes. I agree. I No, absolutely. So yeah. kudos to you, bro. I, right. And I, I don't it. mean that fake granola kudos bar that yeah. came out at one point. <laughs> Dude, that's a deep cut, a kudos bar. Bro, dude, like, yeah. hey, I, I don't remember who it was. It was probably my dad, but he's like, hey, bro, let me give you some kudos. Yeah. I was like, for what? And he's like, uh, chocolate or peanut butter? I'm like, fuck this mother. I'm like, peanut butter, but still. Yeah, come on. Is that even a question? Yeah, but thank you. But yeah, come thank on. Thank you. Another dad, dad joke. joke. Uh, hey, my dad was doing dad jokes before they were even called dad it jokes. It wasn't even a thing. It yeah. was just like. Yeah. <laughs> he may have invented them. It's possible. Let's give him credit where yeah, credit's due. An absolute visionary. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I'm saying th- I'm saying he invented it. He would have worn New Balances, but New Balances don't fly up there in uh, in, in the hills. Oh hell no, hell no. Mm-mm. It's all about them work boots. Yeah, baby. there you go. Yeah. Hey, so uh, I went to um, Portland and Seattle as we just talked yes. about uh, a couple weeks ago, and Sea uh, Town and Portland. Yeah, you don't fly into Seattle. You fly into Sea Tac which is like kind of in between Seattle and Tacoma. Okay, gotcha. FYI. Okay, it's good to know. In the Wawa, you know what I mean? I like, yeah. <laughs> um, and anyway, so I go down and I see my kid in uh, Olympia area-ish, and uh, then I drive down to, to Portland. Right. Because uh, I have another youth in Oregon. And so uh, while in Oregon, mm-hmm. my good friend, friend of the show, Uh-huh. Former military mate of my son, LaFondizi. Mm-hmm. Mr. J Hurt, a.k.a. Clorox Cleans, a.k.a. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Also lives in Oregon. Nice. And I hit him up when I found out I had a youth down there. And I was like, yo, I'm going to be in this area. Are you close? Can we get together? And he was like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. So we had had this plan for a little bit. I was supposed to go a month ago, but the way the schedules changed and there's a other couple other youth in Oregon. Remember how when uh, uh, I went to Atlanta, I saw another youth for yes. another worker. Yeah. And then the next month she went and saw my kid. Yeah. So we split it up so that we can all see our kids on a semi-regular basis. Sure. Because they're not going to pay for everybody to fly all the time. Right, right, right. So uh, she ended up going in Oregon the month prior, but this month I went. So um, I, I hit him up and I was like, hey, this is going to happen. So where I was to where he was was about an hour. So we were trying to figure it out. And uh, true story, funny story. I don't know if you knew this. A couple other people didn't know this. It was just assumed because of the way I talk about him. Yes. That I have been friends with him and I had met him before in person. Uh, yeah. I had not. That's insane to me. That blows my mind. It's, it's a beauty of the world we live in now. I met Clorox through my son playing video games while he was still in the Marines. Okay. Got you. He became discharged or left the Marines. I don't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Moved back home to Oregon. I think it was medical. I think he got a car accident or some motorcycle accident, something like that. Okay. Anyway, moved back to Oregon, right? Yeah. Do his thing. Uh-huh. 
obviously we became friends on video games we kept being friends playing games we then exchanged phone numbers snapchat things like that we have been communicating like we know each other for like five years yeah daily yeah jokes yes you know how we interact yes. same kind of thing me and clorox have always been cool like that but i'd never met him in person that's crazy to me right yeah. i told that to oh you nasty oh you nasty he's like i just figured you knew him. yeah just the way you guys talk Listen, the way the story he's you- such a big part of this show and you talk about him so much i'm gonna be honest with you number one i figured he played on your softball team with you and you were seeing him every day, like going out to lunch. I also figured the way you talk about him, I thought he like lived here. Like I thought he was around the corner. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So the fact that you're not seeing him on a daily basis, that he doesn't actually live here in the series Modesto area, on top of the fact that you've never even met him face to face is insane because he has been a pretty much a part of the show from like day episode two or three. Whenever you put him into the soundboard, like it's you've talked about him prior to that, but now that he's in the soundboard, I just literally assumed like, okay, when I leave the recording, you go around the corner and have a beer with him. Like, and it's just, it's like that. Like, that's what I thought. Let me just say something. The reason that this is in the show Oh, hell yeah. It's because it's so positive. Yeah. <laughs> right? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, we talk about, if you've listened to this show for how long, we've talked about making a conscious effort of being a yes man, doing things. Yes. Making it, going out and trying stuff, going to concerts. I know I'm going to be tired, but let's figure this out. Yeah. Right? Like, overcoming the, the, the want or the need to just do nothing and just chill and relax and rest, right? Right, right yeah. This right here? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's it. Hey, you want to do this? I was like this. Hey, man, you want to get together and get to dinner? You want to find a way? Is there a way we can make this work? And this is literally... Oh, hell yeah. What he said. Yeah, I believe that. Positive. Believe oh, that. hell yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, the fact that he's in Portland blows my mind. Yeah, when you told me, like, when you sent me that picture, I'm like, oh... Just another night, Savage hanging out with Clorox. You know, like it, it, they're just hanging out. And you're like, can you believe this is the first time I've ever met him in person? I was like, no, I can't believe that. I have, I had no idea. I thought he lived on your same street. Like, literally, <laughs> thought you were neighbors. So I went to my youth. It lives uh, in, in, in a small town in Oregon. Okay. And then it's between Oregon and Portland. And Clorox doesn't live in Oregon. I mean, he doesn't live in Portland. He lives outside of Portland. Yeah. So we found it. I was like. I was like, hey, this is where I'll be at. This is the time frame. Her, her schedule got messed up a little bit, so it changed my day a little bit. Right. So anyway, he, he's like, I think I found a place. How about this? And he sent me a, an address. And I was like, I didn't even know where it was. I just said, how far is that? Yeah. He's like, probably about 20, 30 minutes. I said, done. I'll be there. Nice. So so I put the, the address in, left my visit, drove to to them. They were there. They're already there. Clorox was there with his... Uh, fiance olivia nice. uh, and their baby levi okay um and uh of course baby levi baby cleans baby levi baby clorox yeah right <laughs> i like uh, it baby clorox pimped out in the white onesie uh-huh sent to him by uncle sav with just regular typewriter font savage there he, oh yes i remember you telling me about that that's yeah. right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Olivia, levi was smashing his savage gear <laughs> nice meeting olivia obviously for the first time in person and clorox yeah. for the first time in person and it's one of those things like 
and, I, and I'll tell you this, like, I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody on the phone or whatever, or you've been in, in, in communication or whatever. You yes. never really know what you're going to get. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was zero of that for me. Yeah. Like, I know what he looks like. He knows what I look like. Like, we've been friends forever. It was almost just like, finally. Yeah. My guy. What's up? Why'd this take so long? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, he walks me back to where the table was, where Olivia and the, and the baby were. And we sit down right and we're having beers we order dinner and we're joking and we're laughing and she's asking questions about my job how's it work very similar to what you yeah, just yeah, asked yeah, yeah yeah so she probably helped me have that have that ready for a better <laughs> explanation on the show because i had prepared. just said that to her yeah um so uh and just it was so natural yeah right yeah to the point where like time flew yeah. That's how great it was. And it just, just a real great time. And we, you know, me and Clorox had a steak. She ordered a pizza. We bought some beers. We bought like a, like a flight of beers where they just like samplers. Yeah, yeah, and give you the cups. tasters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were at a place that I'd never been to. It's called McMinimins or something like that, which is kind of a, kind of like a chain around the Oregon area, but each location is totally different. Like they're not built like Applebee's. Where like you go to Applebee's, you know what you're gonna get. Like yeah, every yeah, thing, yeah. place looks the same. Yeah. Like this was a McMinimins Roadhouse. Okay. So it was like kind of back in the forest a little bit. It was okay. like I yeah. told them I at one point I felt like I was eating dinner uh -huh. somewhere by where Splash Mountain was. Okay. Like that's, <laughs> you were in Frontierland. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. the vibe yeah, I got. Yeah, 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 being got back you. there, like it was that's this funny. huge house that was turned into a restaurant. There's massive trees everywhere. We were on the back patio. There was umbrellas. It was dark. There was like heating lamps and a right. little, little bit of lights. It was Oregon's different. There's a reason why they have their keep Portland strange, keep Oregon weird. They like that. It's definitely different. The people, I like it. And I, I, I didn't have a bad, I used to have to go to Portland constantly when I was with Surf Pro because that's where our uh, that's where our branch headquarters was for our for our area. So, and, and it, how cool is it that you're out there for work, but we're able to make that connection thanks to your work? Because right. I remember when ServPro flew me out to Portland for a for some course I had to take. I got there that night and I drove out and saw our homie Jesse Higgins. Like, and I'm like, how cool is this that I'm on the company dime, right? I'm in a rental car that they provided me. They flew me out there. I got classes tomorrow, but I'm able to drive in this rental car and spend four or five hours with somebody that I hadn't seen in years. And it was all part of my job. And I thought that that was one of the most amazing things that happened when I worked for SurfPro was that, yeah, not only am I traveling for work and learning a new trade, but I'm, I got to see somebody I haven't seen in years. So that had to be to meet this person for the first time and to know that this happened thanks to your job. Like you right. wouldn't have been out there if it right. You probably no, wouldn't have just flown out there. 100%. Right? Yeah. Crazy, dude. Like awesome. realistically, realistically, had this not happened that way. I probably would not have met Clorox in person till his wedding. Right. Yeah. When's the wedding? Just out of curiosity, if they set a date. Uh. Well, that's a funny story. Okay. Nice. I'm good. I'm up for a good story. Uh, you know that. So maybe October, maybe November, okay. somewhere in there. Okay. We're trying to figure that out. Oh, so uh, like this like soon? Uh, very soon. Okay. Like yeah. So not uh, not 2023. We're no, talking no, no, about no. this. I th th they think they're ready to rock and roll. They've nice. Been together for a while, they got a baby. They got a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what? To quote Chris Rock, why are we bullshitting? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> At this and, point, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know if this is coming to fruition or not. Yeah. We'll find out. Uh -huh. But uh, 
They were talking about the wedding. They were yeah. like, da-da-da, we got to do this. We got to figure this out. We got to figure out who's going to officiate. Right. And I said, you want me to do it? Ah. And they were like, are you ordained? I said, like, yeah, I got ordained online to do my sister's wedding years ago. Yeah. Clark's like, shut up. I was like, yeah. That would be so awesome. That's incredible. So, so I don't know if it's gonna happen. Like so it, when it's on or, the table. Yeah, when you get ordained like that online, that's just good forever. Like it doesn't. Do you have to re up? It, it was free. I'd it go didn't do it again take much. Yeah, yeah, you could probably re up if yeah. you had to. It wouldn't be a problem. That's amazing. I love that, man. I could totally see you doing that. And uh, it, your tux has to say savage somewhere on it, man. That's all I'm saying. Like that's got to happen now. Like I. Nobody say I, I felt like I was gonna get a big uh, go a in there like Macho Man Savage. Oh yeah, <laughs> Savage across the yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I what can I mean? see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like either way that works. That and that's really cool. That would be how amazing uh, to be a part of one of the biggest days of your friend's life in that faction. Like that's incredible. That would be incredible, man. Like. Like there isn't more there. There's very few days that rank that high in importance. The birth of your marriage, the birth of your children, uh, you know, getting new jobs. There's certain milestones you hit, like finding your career. But that's a big one. And to be, to be the guy that officiates it and makes it happen. Incredible. And you did it for your sister, you said? Yeah, I did my sister's wedding. That's amazing, too, man. Like, that's uh, that that's incredible, man. You were part of a family member's journey on that, too. That's incredible. I'd, I think I'd rather officiate than be like a groomsman or, a, you know, or have to be a bridesmaid or something. There's just to be up there doing it in that fashion rather than be the guy that's like got to stand there in the tux and just kind of stand there and... Yeah, man, that's incredible. Uh, I'm so glad you were able to make that connection, and I would have never guessed in a million years that you guys had never met before in person. That kind of still blows my mind a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, was that it on the travel stories? No, it's yeah. not. Okay, what else you got? I'm curious. I'd uh, uh, regale us with more of your adventures from the road. I like it, my friend. I like it. I'm- I'm ready for more. Well, I'll tell you this too. Like the other thing, which is which is kind of uh, interesting or cool, if you will, is is um, I feel like if I did Clorox's wedding, yeah. I would have a lot more fun. Sure. Than my sister's wedding. Not that it was anything, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah. Like yes. You know, mom and dad are there. My sister's probably like bridezilla whatever you know i don't want everything this way da, da, da. sure sure like i didn't get that vibe at all from these guys they were no. like we want to have a good time we're gonna do it out of you know out of property in oregon yeah it's gonna be kind of small we're gonna party we're gonna have if a good they're time. talking about october or november they're like rocking and rolling they're they're ready to go yeah right. like like yeah they're they're not uh yeah, because some people plan weddings for like months, years. Like, so if they're saying like, "Yo, October, November, we're gonna do this," absolutely. There, I think they're gonna be a little more loose and open for having a good time and just making it fun. And uh, I can't think of a better person to keep the fun rolling than having than having uh, Pastor O'Malley up there hey. <laughs> officiating. I would, I, I'm, I'm down. I want video. I hope somebody videos that. What's shit. the difference between a pastor and a father? I don't really think there is a difference. It's just a title. Yeah. Father Savage works too, but I kind of like Pastor O'Malley. (laughs) Not not Daddy O'Malley. No, no. Yeah. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Yeah. I do like Pastor O'Malley though, because I think uh, that oh, old oh, Father O'Malley is very uh, yeah, it's got that vibe like that's very Catholic. I think it's very it's got that feel to it. But yeah, man, I could I could totally see you doing that. I think that would be incredible. But yeah. 
You think so? Yeah, I very much so think so. So what? Uh, I'm ready for another story, my friend. If you got another one, let's do this. You're asking if I have another story. I'm asking if you have another story. I'm not asking. I'm demanding. I'm getting pushy at this point now. Well, I like I'm it. losing my patience, Pastor like O'Malley. It, this is how I want to come into the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for your father. I need to find an Elizabeth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's out there. Maybe in Oregon. Yeah, it's possibly. Hopefully not celibate. But <laughs> anyhow, yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to have a fun time at a wedding, you can't have an Elizabeth that's celibate. No, no, no. Yeah, you got it. Let's, let's keep it real. Nobody's here. got time for that. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. So, uh, on the same trip, if you will, yeah. sir, uh, finished up the uh, evening with Clorox. Next day, went and saw another one of my kids. Uh-huh. And s- should it so happen. Should it so happen. Should it so happen. Oh, should it so happen. Okay, got you. Okay. Uh, my brother was in Oregon. Get the fuck out of here, really, from he, Hawaii. Yeah, he was uh, He was on, a, uh, it's called an incentive trip uh, with a winery. Okay. So when a company, when you sell like a large amount of a company's wine, uh-huh. uh, you know, they will fly people out to their vineyard. They will put them up for a couple days. Right. Have them walk around the vineyard. They'll do like some tastings. Sure. They'll feed them. They'll take care of them. They'll show them the, the, the process, all that stuff. Right. So um, my brother was actually in Oregon for a um, trip. Okay. For, a, for an uh, incentive trip. He was uh, done with, uh, he was there Tuesday. So Wednesday and Thursday, he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, uh, he was uh, done. Like, the trip was over. Right. And they were taking everybody back to the airport on Friday to mm-hmm. fly out. However, when you fly to Hawaii, you have to leave early in the morning because of the time change. There's no flight in the afternoon that lands at 2 in the morning in Hawaii. Okay. The way they do the flights, right, with Hawaii is you leave early so that you can get there at a decent time. Right. Like, depending on where you leave from. If you're from a major spot like a California spot... Sac, San Jose, Oakland, San Francisco. There's more flight options. Sure. But out of Portland, you have limited options. Right, right, right. So he wasn't able to fly out until 8. And they were like, we can't get you to the airport that early. So he flew out Saturday morning, which meant he basically had all day Friday to kind of do whatever. Right. So I was obviously worked my schedule around that, was able to uh, do my work stuff, then see my brother. We went to Portland. We went and had brunch at a pretty fancy place. Uh, not really in downtown. I would kind of describe it like um, if you're familiar with SAC, it had a very midtown feel. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not really downtown, but kind of a midtown yeah. feel where like there was just, we were at a place on a corner that was like a, a brunch spot, but we yeah. were in a neighborhood. Okay. Got you. You know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I was called, uh, I think it was called Screen Door. Nice. And uh, we had, uh, you know, we just had brunch and we we enjoyed each other's company and got to talk and catch up and just kind of very similar to what you said. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. That because of my work and now his work. Right. You know. What are the chances that you guys would both be in Portland? That's insane. My brother. Yeah. Who lives in Hawaii. Yeah. Me, who lives in Ceres. Right. 
connecting on a work trip together in Portland. That's insane, dude. The, the chances are, that's like one in a million that that happens. Like, that's crazy, dude, that you got to meet a friend for the first time and connect with your brother all on all on one trip while working and in, in doing your job. And I had a delicious fried catfish sandwich. Ah, I don't even like fish, and that looks amazing. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And I had a tomato juice. Uh, okay, an adult tomato juice. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you. after that, uh, I had a little you. bit of time. I went to a massive music store. Yeah, you sent me some photos. I was jealous. I was like, oh, my God, that looks amazing. This, no joke, Bill. Yeah. This was literally like, you know how like you have like a music store, like in an old building, like you yeah. walk in the door, right? Yeah. And then there's another business next door and another business. It was probably one. And then they ended up buying the next four buildings down. Damn. And they crazy. just expanded. Yeah. And there's an upstairs and a downstairs. Yeah. And they had CDs, vinyls, cassettes, all genres, toys. Right. Um, Knickknacks. Like, like, there was like Yahtzee games that were like Nightmare Before Christmas and Golden yeah. Girls and all these yeah, yeah, collectible, yeah. you know, pop culture type things and and and, and uh, posters and anything you could imagine they had there. They had CD listening stations for used stuff. They had a vinyl listening station for yeah. used vinyl. Yeah, the good record stores will do that. And yeah. just they had they had record players on sale in the back, just everything you could imagine. Right. Except for any of the albums we were looking for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's how it works. Because I'm always looking for that hard to find shit that's out of print. And like, that kind of reminds me of I've been to Amoeba Records in, uh, I forget if it's Oakland or Berkeley, but somewhere in the Bay Area. The first time I went to Amoeba, my mind was blown. You get in and it's two or three i think it's three stories and i'm like yeah i want to check out hip-hop and the guy's like oh you're gonna to want to go to the third floor like and like we went up in an elevator and got out and there was a floor that was just like hip-hop r&b and soul like and then rock was downstairs with with uh pop and punk and folk and then reggae and world music was another floor like like that dude then that's like for someone like you and I, who is very passionate about music, for me, that's like going to heaven. You know, like, oh, I just died and went to music geek heaven, man. Like, I, you sent the photos and I immediately was like, oh my God, I want to be there. Like, whenever I go to somewhere I haven't been, I'm like, where's the closest record store? When we went to visit my my stepdaughter at UC Davis, I'm like, oh, says they got a really good record store called Armadillo Records. I'll see you guys in like an hour. You know, I'm heading that way. Like, that's it gotta do it man and here's the thing especially and when you go to a uh classic music store yes they just have a smell oh 100 percent. yeah you and, and and you can tell when you walk into a place yeah what kind of place you're walking into yes yeah and i could smell the vintage of it yeah yeah vinyl definitely has an odor that's all to its own especially if it's the original record from like the 70s or the 80s whenever i go digging through the crates at like a thrift store there's a smell and it isn't nasty or gross but it does have its own odor that's only to that like it's nothing else like it well i walked in and i was like i feel like this may be a place yeah that I would randomly find the Dangerous Crew CD. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did not. Damn. I also looked for the uh, the Snoop Dogg thing that you found. 
Oh, the 213 mm-hmm. album, yeah. Nothing. Damn. And then uh, you had me check for some 311 stuff, yeah. which they had very little. A couple records. Not many people do, yeah. They had a lot of the newer stuff. Um, they had the Magic vinyl for the NOS. Oh, yeah. Which I almost bought. I bought that But it's Davis. the same price on Amazon. Yeah. So I'd rather just have it shipped to me than try to put bring it on a plane. Right, you're on a plane. See, I was in Davis, and I did the same thing. I looked it up on Amazon. I'm like, if it's cheaper on Amazon, I'll get it on Amazon. And I was like... Uh, it was like a dollar difference. I'm like, I'll just buy it now and take it home with yeah, me. Yeah. Like, because yeah, but I get, I dude, when I'm at the record store, I always double check what's Amazon selling it for because I ain't gonna get ripped off, you know. Like, yeah. you know what else they, I did? I also did find is they had the Nas Magic cassette. Oh, nice. Which, nice. Uh, which I wasn't gonna buy because I don't have a player because I'm right. not really looking about it. However, I did look for the. Uh, Mudmouth cassette just to see if they maybe randomly had that right, he right. did release some of those sure but uh, there was very little Yellow Wolf uh, they did have the original um, Love Story vinyl though they did have that you very rarely see yeah, that it anywhere. was 35 I think okay or yeah. 39 nice you and I got much better deals yeah, yeah. yeah. but it would, but but also like I got mine then you couldn't find it forever it was out of print it's not printed it's printed very rarely is your um, is your magic have uh, special colored vinyls yeah Okay. Yeah, it was a yeah. It's a special. I forget what color it is, but yeah, it's yeah. How much was it? Uh, I think with tax, I paid like thirty-one. It was like twenty-nine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was it. That was the stories. I you know I I was able to 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 coordinate my work trip. Yeah. And then during my free time when I wasn't working. Right. Turn that into having dinner with with my buddy Clorox and his wife or his future wife and the right, baby right. who I hadn't seen and have a great night just talking and BSing and enjoying each other's company and the next day before I headed out on my flight have have lunch with my brother mm. go through a record store before I had to take him to the hotel and then fly back that's amazing yeah. and then I closed out my trip the right way because right by my gate was the Tillamook ice cream parlor. That's right. Yes. Oh, I'm super jealous when you sent those photos. That ice cream looked fucking delicious. And man. I was like, yeah. man, Tillamook, obviously Tillamook's from Oregon. Yes. And so I was like, even if it's not, I feel like this is fresher because I'm in Oregon. Yeah, it's absolutely. You're closer. It's yeah, got to be. It's got to be It closer. only makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, I bet this is super expensive. Yeah. And one scoop was uh-huh. $4. Okay. This is a little price. A little bit. It's airport But too, it's right? airport. Yeah. Two scoops, two scoops for seven. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Seven bucks at the airport. Like, I think two scoops at like a regular place is like five bucks now. Yeah, absolutely. So seven bucks is not that bad. Yeah, and it's adding, fresh Tillamook. They're adding a couple more bucks for the airport. That's just normal. Like I'm always like, when you go to the Burger King in the airport, the number four is always a dollar or two more than it would be if you were just at a driveway off a of greenback, you know, or a drive-through. Yeah, it's just that's that just goes with the saying. Yeah. It's it's like getting food at a ball game. You know, it's right. it's just more money. That's what you do. But it's Tillamook. It's quality. It's delicious. What flavor did you get? Well, I got Oregon strawberry, which is just an Oregon absolute. Strawberry. Classic. Okay. That's a classic straight. Uh, and then I got a uh, Tillamook mudslide, which is chocolate ice cream Ooh. with chocolate ribbon and caramel ribbon. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm getting hungry, too. It's that point in the episode now where I, my, tum- my stomach's talking to me right now. That sounds incredible, man. Yo, it, what an amazing trip. What an all done while under the guise of working. Not right. that you weren't working, but 
Hey, I, I completed the things that I was there to do. Absolutely. And then I don't get paid to be there 24 hours a day. No, no, so of course So during not. my free time, yeah. right, what did I do? I made the most of my time. That's right. Absolutely. So how are we doing on time? I had a question for you, but if we're pushing the envelope, I don't want to, I don't want to, are we okay on time? Let me check the schedule. Yeah, yeah. We're hell of a great. We're hell of great. I like it. Hey, we say hella. Yeah, right from the yay, bro. yeah that's right we say hell out motherfucking here. yay area we say hell out here in cali so Ooh, check this out rock playboy i Tell had about a, that motherfucking question i mm. went and saw a movie and it got me thinking about because this movie that i saw had me think because these characters in this movie i really related to was it and Clifford 20? It was Clifford 20. I can right. totally relate to the owner in that one and what he went through with his dog. Yeah, yeah. so basically what happened, if you don't know the basis of this story, <laughs> uh, Clifford goes back in a time machine. Oh, shit. And he helps Ben Franklin. Clifford's time traveling now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he blows up the Death Star. I'm not sure yeah. why, just because. Yeah, with you know Ben why? Franklin. Because yeah, he why? can. Because he can't. Because he's Clifford. He's Clifford. Absolutely 100%. Yeah. yeah. Boy, we haven't had a Clifford call back in a while. That was good. I, well, I tell you why I did it. I was talking to to uh, to uh, Country Woody. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Man, I haven't heard about Clifford in a while." And I was like, "Done." Yeah, <laughs> got you, bro. Say no more. Got you. So anyway, I watched Sorry. this movie, and for me, this is these are characters that I've fallen in love with and watched for a long time that I could relate to. And this movie I watched. I think these characters were the first people that when I watched this movie, I saw myself up on the screen. And what I'm talking about for me, I just went and saw Clerks 3. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, been down since day one. I think I watched Clerks in 94, 95 on VHS. And from that point, I was hooked. I watched Clerks. I watched Dogma. I watched Chasing Amy. I watched Mall Rats. I watched Clerks 2. But Clerks, not that I jockeyed a register in a convenience store because I didn't, but I jockeyed a register for 21 years in a restaurant. It's a very similar vibe with the customer service aspect. Uh, and I just remember watching Clerks. And I think for me back in, I think this was probably 95. I think that was the first movie that I watched that I literally saw myself on the screen. I saw these two guys stuck in dead end jobs who didn't know what they wanted to do with themselves, didn't know what the future held, but they knew that they had to get out of there. They hated the job. You know, the whole line in Clerks, the famous line of, uh, I'm not even supposed to be here today, you know, or uh, this job would be so great if it weren't for the fucking customers. Right. Just all that, I could just relate to that. So I, when I watched that movie, I saw myself on the screen. And... In part, they made Clerks 2 and they made Clerks 3. And I also feel like I've grown up with these guys. Like, I've grown old with these guys. I've lived with these characters. Not only did I see myself in them, but I've grown with them. And we're about now, they're just two or three years older than I am. So, it's a weird thing. And it got me thinking, have you ever... Because, you know, when you watch a Die Hard or you watch a... A Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie or, or any kind of action movie, sci-fi. They're they're pure entertainment, but you don't see yourself in the characters generally. Maybe there might be an aspect, but I was wondering, has there been a movie, was there a movie where you watched it and went, dude, that's me. That's I, I could totally relate to that. I feel that guy's pain, and that's me. And for me, as I thought about it, there's probably been several movies since, but I think Clerks was the first one where I'm like, yeah, those guys, 
I know what they're feeling. I know, I feel their pain, man. I like, I get, I get it. That's me. That's me. I was wondering if, if you'd ever had that experience. Is there something, did you watch a movie and think, yo, man, that's my story. Or that's like, I can totally relate to that. Like, Maybe not my story. Right. And you're going to understand why I say not my story. Sure. But I find my, I see myself in certain characters. Sure. Now that makes sense. The one that pops into my mind right now when mm-hmm. you ask me that question, um, and this is why I say not exactly my story, but uh, the equalizer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I very much identify with Denzel in that situation. Um, that is something I would do yeah. to help that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I tend to uh, put myself at risk to help people sometimes. Um, I always want to do the right thing. Sure. Um, and uh, I have said this before. Like, I, if you ever found out I was in jail, it's probably because I was doing something that needed to be done. Sure. And it was the right thing. Yeah. But there was consequences for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So my initial thought when you say that is the equalizer. That's what popped in my head. Yeah. Obviously, he was a badass. That's... And, you yeah, know, former, former soldier, yeah, former all that stuff, which I am not. But um, just that kind of, you know, that kind of uh, putting yourself. You, you know, he very could have easily walked away and been like, "This is not my problem." Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's and, that first Equalizer is an incredible movie. And, and, yeah. and uh, that's and but he was like, "No." Yeah, and that's that's me. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. I haven't watched that. I own that on Blu-ray. It's in the collection, and it's yeah. been a been a minute. It's been a couple years since I've watched it. Maybe time to dust that one off again. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that film. What about? I was thinking about there's the Mark Wahlberg film where they take on the foster kids, and it's all about them going through the foster system because they're not sure they want kids or maybe they can't have kids. It was a really good movie, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my right. head right now. I was thinking that I'm thinking about that movie. Like I bet Savage could see that and relate to that story in some ways or shape or form. Like that was an excellent film. Like that was one of those movies that I'm like, Oh, this is some cheesy Mark Wahlberg romantic comedy. And my wife and I sat down and watched it and I was like, wow, no, you know what? That was really good. Like there was an amazing story there and the bond that they built with those kids and what they went through was great. That was a good movie. And that was one I remember when it came out. I told you, man, I just watched this movie. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's... Instant Family. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, dude, I've seen it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, but the clerks... We, we actually even used it for training at my old Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Cause because if you... Because a lot... And, and, and I could tell you this, like, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but uh, obviously I work uh, in and around foster care. Um, for the most part... Yeah foster care gets a pretty bad rap in hollywood sure you you know the kids are always abused or you know you know they don't watch them or like whatever you know right i was i ended up being a criminal because i was in foster care right right it's never it's it's never be like yeah like you never seen a movie that tells justin's story right yeah no absolutely you're absolutely right right yeah this is a great story this movie was a great movie because it talked about it showed a lot of uh, similarities that you do see right where you i believe and, and it's been a while but there was I think there was three siblings yeah the two youngest siblings loved the family the oldest sibling was pushing away didn't want to be there wouldn't right. give in yeah didn't want to you know love them because she loved somebody else and she was afraid that you couldn't love two people right right so the struggles that they had and went through and then with the social worker and all that kind of stuff so 
It was a great movie because it encapsulated some real life scenarios that you would see going through the foster care type sure. system and when you're trying to be a foster parent and adopt. So that was for sure. I didn't necessarily identify with that because that was more about being a foster parent. Right, absolutely. But yeah. I did certainly uh, I appreciate for what it did bring. And then the also the other thing too is <laughs> in, in addition to foster care getting a bad rap, social workers get a bad rap in movies and shit oh, too. Like, right, you know what I mean? They're always scumbags or dirtbags and there's a lot of them out there yeah and 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 i'm not gonna justify any of that because i know some of them too yeah that are that are that you you know that are not great at what they do and they're still cashing checks and whatever going through the motions yeah 100 i think that that's and that's part of everybody's job sometimes for sure you know but then also like i will say this there's a lot of times and a lot of places where people are They've got more cases than they they can deal with, and it's too much, and they have got too much on their plate, and that's not their fault either. No, absolutely. You know, and and then and, and a kid's not going to understand that if they're getting the short end of the stick. So, no. So so I think the social workers get a bad a bad rap sometimes. Hollywood has a tendency to do that. I think in order to tell a story, sometimes it it dramatizes it and makes it more compelling. If someone who is supposed to be in a helping compassionate helping profession turns out to be a dirtbag and then that makes the hero or the main character struggle look that much more my dad used to also always tell me in every movie we watched because my dad's a priest he would always go hollywood in hollywood man the church is always a fucking villain like they're always horrible like the priest is molesting kids or the priest is like trying to shove his way down the people's throats and he can't he's so close-minded he can't see it in any other way and every time we'd sit down to watch a movie where there'd be a priest or where the kid was going to church he'd be like watch the church is going to take it in the shorts in this movie he's like that's not the ch-. And, and absolutely they're painting this broad picture that's not the church as a whole are there bad priests sure absolutely. are there bad there's, they, ba- there's bad apples in every car. Absolutely, absolutely. So my dad used to always say that. He's like, watch, just watch. And I'd be like, no. And then boom, of course, the priest is an idiot or doesn't know what he's talking about or he's rude or he's abusive. or Yeah, you know, it always, yeah, to church. My dad used to say, man, in Hollywood, the church always takes it in the shorts, man. Every time, like. Takes it in the shorts sounds like something a priest would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my dad has a good sense of humor, man, but uh yeah, when I watched Clerks 3, and Clerks 3 is way more emotional than I expected to be. It was a Fathom event. Have you ever gone to a Fathom event? I haven't gone to it, but I've seen of them. Yeah, so them. this is a, what happened was is Kevin Smith doesn't do his movies in a traditional theatrical run anymore where uh, it's playing in 600 theaters, you know, every two hours for three months until it goes on video. What he does is he takes his movies on the road, like a tour, basically. Where he's like, I'm in Sacramento, then I'm in L.A., then I'm in Oakland, then I'm in what the blue, oh, you know, Seattle, Portland, Washington, and he'll come out and go, "Hello, everybody! Thank you! I'm so glad you're here! Give it up! We're gonna watch Clerks three, and then he actually sits in the back of the theater and watches the movie with the fans because he loves to get to see the reactions. Then he gets up and does a Q and A. So it's not not only are you seeing the movie, but you're meeting him a little bit, getting to talk with him, getting to hear his story. So, but what he does is he takes a break from the tour and for anybody that can't afford the $50 or $40 tickets, whatever they are to go see him and watch the movie, he puts it in a fathom event where it played, I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, once a night at seven o'clock for a week at whatever theaters did fathom events. So I bought tickets for Eldorado Hills and my wife and I went on a Friday night and watched it. 
Um, was there a lot of people there? Um, at my theater, at my screening, this is in El Dorado Hills, probably not a big Kevin Smith area. Uh, I'd say there was about eight to 12 people somewhere in that ballpark, a handful of people, not a full theater. But Kevin Smith was only going to do Wednesday and Thursday, but because I guess overall in the majority of theaters, the Wednesday and Thursday sold out. So they added the weekend. He wasn't going to do the week. He's only going to do the Fathom event on a Wednesday and Thursday, but it, the ticket sales were so astronomical that he added that they they pushed it through to the weekend. The theaters found the worthiness of it. So, but it was a fourteen dollar ticket because it's a special event. So it's not it's more than your standard movie ticket. But I'm a big fan. Like I said, I see myself in these characters and I've grown up with these characters. Uh, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. But I did not expect from Kevin Smith. I don't expect uh, like tear jerking moments as much. But he's getting older and his life has changed, so his character's lives change too. But there was a lot of focus on, um, you know, we're getting older and, hey, death's around the corner, you know, for all of us. Like, Closer we're than not, it used to be. Yeah, we're not going to live forever. And, uh, and these characters come to this realization like, look, we're on borrowed time and what have I done with my life? Like, what am I doing here? Like... And there are some deep emotional moments. I won't spoil it for you because I have you seen one and two? Have you seen? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, I disagree, and I'm just going to say this because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. And I don't want to spoil it for you. I would say spoilers if you'd seen it, and we'd go into it. But <clears throat> oh, choking a little bit. Oh, I don't agree with what Kevin Smith did with one of the main characters at the end of the movie. I disagree with what he did. I didn't think it was necessary to make it a good movie. I, overall, as a whole, I loved the movie. It was emotional. It was funny. It was a trip. It was basically Clerks 3 was a love letter to his fans. If you've been down since Clerks, this movie was like a big thank you note to everybody who'd watched it. So if you're down with his movies and you've watched them, you'll love it. I just didn't care for the choice he made with one of the main characters at the end. It was still touching and, and beautiful. I just didn't like what he did. It, I didn't think it was necessary. But as a whole, I love the movie. I thought it was better than Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I went and saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot on the tour that he did when he took it on the road. Yeah. So I was around diehard Kevin Smith fans with Kevin Smith in the building. So the fans were going apeshit and laughing and y'all. And I thought, what a great movie. And then I went out and bought it on Blu-ray and I brought it home and I was like, Okay, it was good, but not as good as when you're in a room full of crazy-ass, rabid Kevin Smith fans. I enjoyed it still, but not as good. So this time, I was glad to see it in a theater, just me, my wife, and like 10 or 15 other people. And I really enjoyed it, but more on the emotional side. Like, boy, the, the two guys that play the clerks really stepped their acting game up, really brought their A-games to the table. Um with some really emotional and powerful scenes, but also some very funny scenes. Jay and Silent Bob are still doing their thing. Um, there's a really funny scene where now that drugs are legal, but Jay and Silent Bob aren't used to that, but they own a weed store. So when people come by and they're like, hey man, let me get a, you know, let me get some of that Kokomo gold or whatever. They're like, all right, they look at each other. And even though they've got a weed store, they're still standing out in front of it. And they like pull it out real slow out of their pocket hand it to somebody who hands it to somebody who hands it to somebody who hands it to somebody and then hands it to the customer and they take the money like on the sly and he's like why the fuck did you just do all that and he's like that's how we used to do it in the 90s son like you know like he's just like 
they, they're still like trapped in the fact that the, the, this shouldn't be legal and they've got to do everything like on the down low. Right, right. There's some moments like that, man. It's super touching, but it got me to thinking like, yeah, man, I'm the same age as these guys. Their struggles are real. This is legit. And then that's what made me think like, these are probably the first guys that when I watched a movie, I really saw myself in the characters. Like, I don't want to be here today with something I'm not even supposed to be here to say with something I would say every time I got called into the restaurant on my day off, you know? And, you know, I love the people I worked with at Perco's, but fuck, that job would have been amazing if it wasn't for the fucking customers, you know? And and I, I, may, I worked in restaurants for 21 years, you know, just like those guys worked in that fucking convenience store for way too long figuring out what they wanted to do with themselves so for me i could see that so i was curious if you had a moment like that ever where you were like yeah dude that's me up there on the screen like but kind of crazy but i highly recommend the movie i can't wait for you to see it because i i'm curious to hear your thoughts but yeah man that's uh that was my question for you i was just curious yeah i think i i mean for me like i feel like i on, on on some level i always kind of identify usually with something you yeah. know what i mean like yeah that. like um i and this is probably gonna sound generic on some levels and i don't mean it to be but like like what i do mm-hmm. and who i have become yeah is, is is kind of a superhero mentality sure you know what i mean yeah saving people saving kids helping, yeah being absolutely helpful, things like that yeah um obviously uh i don't wear a cape but you should i mean if i world and be like super sav i like it dude i that I'm, I'm envisioning a whole outfit now i think we take you over to she hulk's designer and see what we can make happen here i like it and, and i'm at and, and the hard part too is that i'm on constant struggle because i feel like we've talked about this like the struggle, the internal struggle between good and bad, like yes, it's it scares me sometimes that I identify with villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know nowadays, villains aren't villains anymore. Like the the straight up mustache twiddle. You know, we talked about it on another episode. The moo guy that's twiddling his mustache and plotting, hatching a plot to rule the world. That's not villains anymore. The one thing I love about that show, Cobra Kai, is the guy that's the villain in the show is just a straight up villain. He wants to take over Cobra Kai and ruin Daniel San's life and fuck him over while making Cobra Kai the biggest dojo in the world. And there's no bones about it. He's a bad guy. But for the most part now, especially in the superhero genre, bad guys are started off on the right path and then something happened that led them to a a way that they still feel is right but it's not necessarily right like it it just and but there can be an argument for it like you know what i mean like so yeah i get that i could get you seeing yourself in in a quote unquote villain as much as a hero because in the villain's story in his mind he is the hero right thanos what thanos was doing in his mind was heroic and there's still people that, you know, you saw it in the Marvel shows. Thanos was right. It's written on things, you know, like it's, it's, it's the truth. You know, it's like, it depends how you look at it. Like who the villain is and who the hero is. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. You merely adopted the dark. Mm-hmm. I was born in it. Yes. Molded by it. Yes. I didn't see the light until I became a man. Boom. Just like that. A little Bane. I believe it was... Um, Tom Hardy, man. I believe it was a uh, the cinematic classic 
just uh, may, maybe one of the top movies of all time, I believe, by uh, AMC. But I believe it was uh, Wreck-It Ralph who once said, <laughs> "I got a wreck-it." <laughs> just, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. That's right, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's his role, but that's not who he is, right? Isn't that so weird true. how that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of deep. Yeah. I love Wreck-It Ralph. I thought that movie was amazing. I got to wreck it. Yeah. The, the sequel wasn't as good, but I even enjoyed the sequel too. But yeah, man. Like Zoink Scoops. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Where's Crifford? <laughs> no, Wreck-It Ralph was a good movie though. It, it really was. I, I saw it in the theater. I really enjoyed that. I like John C. Riley. That's a great question, sir. Like, do you see yourself... Yeah, just something I thought about as I watched the movie. I'm like, man, I'm getting emotional. I'm getting choked up from these dudes. What is it? And I go, God, these guys, they're me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now I moved on and got into real estate and actually kind of found myself in the last, like career-wise, in the last seven years since I met my wife and she provided me with the opportunity to spread my wings and move out. I never felt financially secure enough to do that until I met her. So one of the things I love about my wife is that she was like, look, it's not going to be easy, but we'll make it. Go do what you got to do. Because I took a massive pay cut when I left restaurants. I, I was making like 30 something an hour with tips. I walked away from that to make 15 an hour, you know, and I, she allowed me to do that. But but I, I, I had that person in my life that allowed me to do that. These two guys were kind of on their own going, what do we do? We're jockeying a register in a video store and a convenience store. We've done this for 10 years. We tried college, that didn't work, and that was me too. I tried college, did community college for a couple semesters and dropped out, I'm not the school guy, never was my thing. So I looked at these two characters as like, yeah, you know, I could still be in that restaurant and be these guys, man, you know, like it's so true, but it's crazy, but. So basically. Yeah. Amber is a superhero. She absolutely 100% is a superhero. Not all heroes wear capes. I'll just tell you this. If she was really a superhero, Amber, you would make another chocolate peanut butter thing oh my God. For, for October. Yeah. Since both Bill and Mai's birthdays are in October. It's coming around the corner. Superhero, if she allegedly. Makes, if she makes that dessert, though... Are, her, her doc, our doctors may not think she's a superhero. <laughs> she may be the villain in the story, according to uh, the doc. If he checks our uh, our cholesterol and blood pressure, that cake is something else, man. It's insane. It's so good, though. But yeah, man. So yeah, just something I was thinking about after I watched that movie. It was very emotional, and it just got me thinking. I love movies. I'm a movie guy, much more than television. So when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I've grown up with these guys. And there's a part of me that's these guys. Like, it, it's very similar to what we talked about with the whole phase three of MCU. Right. We grew up with those guys. We, yeah. For a decade plus. What are we at? Uh, 12 years now, I think. That, yeah, but uh, from, yeah. from the first Iron Man until Endgame or Spider-Man. I think it's... Like, we grew up with that. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we started that journey when we were in our early 30s. And if you can, if you go back to, like, the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and stuff, we've been down with Or Marvel. the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been a long we time. We grew up with these guys. And I read the comics as a kid, so Marvel has been a part of my life forever. Right. Absolutely forever, yeah. Huge, huge part of my life. I, don't, I can't imagine my life without it, for sure. Huge. Huge. Not wrong. Huge. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
So anyway, man, yeah, just something I was thinking about. I'd love to get some feedback from our listeners. If if there's a movie that you watched or a character that you just said, that's me, or I can absolutely relate, or I could see myself in that, or I watched that movie a million times because I relate to it, or I can't watch it because I relate to it so much. Uh, I think we did talk about that. Like, I, I, I felt that way about myself in The Mandalorian. Yes, yes, you did mention that. That's right, the Mandalorian, yeah. he's saving a kid. Yeah. That's, that's, I forgot about that. Good pull, I like that. So yeah, I would love to hear back from our listeners if you've seen a movie that you relate to like that. Uh, yeah, let me know, man. We can talk about it. I'd love to hear That's why it. I thought about it. There it is. There's the pop right there. And the it, child with the frog. There it is, man. So good. I can't wait for Mando to come back. It's it's coming, baby. Let's do it. Me too. All right, man. Hey, uh, thanks for being here. Glad for smashing out the three-piece. Yes. Always good. Not the three-piece from KFC. I'm hungry, though. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, let us know. If you if if there was a, a something that you identified with, yes, movie, TV, okay. something Music, like that, anything, Music, whatever, yeah, yeah. I see myself. That's who I am. All right, I'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear it. Please. We want to talk about it. We would love to talk about it. Yeah. Unless you see yourself as a porn star, then I just. This is a family show. You're not celibate, at least. You know? <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. That's that good. poor lady has become a joke That's on this be the show, new callback. No, I'm sure she's a sweet lady, and God bless her for trying. Oh, I mean, she's doing she's something. She's looking for God's blessing. Yeah, right? she's trying anyway. But so. yeah. All right, man. Get us the heck up out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, I'll see you in the 209. I'd rather have some halibut than be celibate. I'm not even supposed to be here today!